We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are here for a little Notre Dame recruiting hour live here and bringing it to you guys on Thanksgiving. Nothing can stop us here at Irish Breakdown. Make sure you go to boards.irishbreakdown.com, by the way, for your latest recruiting and team intel as we get closer and closer to Notre Dame's last regular season game against Stanford University this weekend, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. At Stanford, want to bring you all a, a few fun topics. Uh, this is a this is actually a, a one that I've been I've been really looking forward to because this is another one of those fantastic double interview podcasts. You heard it here first, folks. We're gonna have two different interviews, both pre-recorded, that will be playing during the podcast today, and two really interesting topics that I wanted to hit into. So you're gonna have four total segments. First segment, just going to do a little bit of a latest in recruiting. There's a lot of news that have been kind of circulating over the last week or so. We had a commitment in the 2025 class for Notre Dame. We saw a 2024 target that has fizzled and is not in a good state there. So we'll talk about all the latest news. We'll also hit on some of the players in that segment that are fighting for state championships coming up this weekend. So a lot to get into there. We'll then hit an interview with Daniel Anderson, star running back out of Bryant High School in the state of Arkansas, pre-recorded again. We'll, well, Sean Davis and I will take you through a little bit of what's the latest with him and how is he feeling about the commitment that he made a couple months ago and just how everything is finishing the season because Bryant is fighting for their sixth straight state championship. So we'll get in with Daniel there. Segment three for today, we're going to be talking about secondary recruiting, but I'm going to take it from a couple different angles. We're going to talk corner, we're going to talk safety, but I think a key, a couple key topics that I really want to hit in on both those positions is one, Mike Mickens has been revered as a fantastic developer of talent and a really good recruiter at Notre Dame. Well, fast forward, fast forward excuse me, to the 2025 recruiting class, I think he has a chance to put together the best recruiting class that Mike Mickens has put forth for the University of Notre Dame. Also, Chris O'Leary, safety coach for Notre Dame, has had a lot of naysayers as far as how good of a recruiter he can be. And to be completely honest, he's had a lot of misses so far in his Notre Dame career, albeit a still very young football coach on the college level. But 2025 is a make-it-or-break-it year in the recruiting side of things for Chris O'Leary, and I think he has a chance to quiet the criticism in 2025 and really start to move the needle more towards where Notre Dame's safety play has to be in order for them to be a championship team. So we'll hit in both those topics there, which will be a perfect lead-in to the last segment of the day where I am going to talk to Ivan Taylor star 2025 safety out of winter garden west orange in the state of florida son of ike taylor former pittsburgh steeler great also went to 
the University of Louisiana. They used to call it the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, but for whatever, or they used to call it Louisiana Lafayette, excuse me. And for whatever reason, now they've dropped the Lafayette and it's just University of Louisiana, whatever. Different conversation for another day. But a conversation I will be having is with Ivan Taylor, who is arguably the top safety recruit on the board for the University of Notre Dame in 2025, a player that they are making a strong push for. So I'm going to update his recruiting. What better? I know you all love to read articles, but what better way to hear about how recruiting is doing than to hear from the man himself? So we'll hit on Ivan Taylor there. Segment one, let's start us off with these topics, some key things that you need to know in the wonderful world of Notre Dame recruiting over the last, uh, over the last week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First bit of news that I'm sure you all didn't miss unless you're living under a rock was on Friday. It was at 5.30 Eastern time. And we, we talked about it uh, afterwards. I, talked to it actually, I actually talked about it with Sean Styers on IB Nation Sports Talk. Creed Thomas, 2025 cornerback out of Phoenix, Arizona, Brophy Prep. And if Brophy Prep sounds familiar, it is because it is the former high school of current Notre Dame All-American cornerback, Benjamin Morrison. Well, Creed Thomas committed to the University of Notre Dame. Over offers from Oregon, Wisconsin, Arizona, and several others. It came down to a Notre Dame versus Wisconsin battle. Notre Dame edged it out for a plethora of reasons. And to be very honest with y'all, and I, I've, I've said this countlessly, so there shouldn't be any question of whether I'm being honest here or not. This was a Notre Dame battle to lose for several months, in my opinion. I think that they had been the foreseen leader. Now, I will give Wisconsin a lot of credit because Wisconsin had also done a great job. You know, I think that if Creed, wherever Creed Thomas was going to select, he was going to go up north. He was going to go up to somewhere in the Midwest, whether that is Notre Dame or Wisconsin. He ends up obviously picking Notre Dame. And... This is one where he had visited Notre Dame for the USC game, which was the first game visit. Then he came back two weeks later to come to the Pittsburgh game. And at that point, anytime a kid makes a quick turnaround like that, the antenna should go up a little bit, right? As far as you know that Notre Dame is pushing for him. You know he likes Notre Dame. Then he makes two trips in a three-week span. Uh, there's probably smoke to that fire, right? There usually is. 
And at that point, and in kind of how Kriya told it, is he was very sure after the USC game, he wanted to come back one more time to just kind of solidify all his thoughts. And that's kind of why he came back for Pitt. He came back for Pitt, and obviously everything that he needed to see had been seen. His father is a college football coach. His mother has been a big support for him as well. As well. He had a great support system throughout this process. He talked a lot about the academic side for things. In fact, when I asked him about the main reasons for picking Notre Dame, academics was number one. He talked about academics. He talked about the alumni and the you know the connections that you can create at Notre Dame and will set you up for the rest of your life. And then he talks about football. That was kind of the string of sequencing for what mattered to Cree Thomas. So it, it was a foregone conclusion, I think, for a few months. The, the question was more about when, not if, Cree Thompson was going to be a part of the class. And Notre Dame got a really talented defensive back that I think could play outside corner in the zone-heavy scheme. I think he could play nickel if you need him to, and I think he could definitely play safety. You've seen him do a little bit of everything during his career Brophy prep, and he's been a monumental player for them. And I think that talk, after talking to his coach, Jason Jewell, who coached both Benjamin Morrison and Cree Thomas. He was very, very excited for what Cree Thomas could be down the road. He talked a lot about his long striding and his range and his ability to play multiple positions, versatility he brings. Cree Thomas is a really good pickup for Notre Dame on Monday. I dropped a bit of news. I forget if it was on Monday or if it was Tuesday. I think it was Monday. But a player that I had reported on last week, about a week and a half ago at this point, was 2024 defensive lineman out of South Garner in the state of North Carolina, Nandi Agboko. Six foot four, 250 pounds, committed to the University of Georgia, has been committed to the University of Georgia for several months. This is a player that Notre Dame was pushing for tremendously. Notre Dame wanted him in the class. And they actually got an unofficial visit from Nandi Agboko for the Ohio State game, which was monumental. It really was. I mean, he they were able to get him to come up with his brother on his own dime to come check out the University of Notre Dame when he's committed to the University of Georgia that has won back-to-back national championships. It's notable. It really is. Can't undersell it. And honestly, over the last few weeks, Notre Dame have been making a hard charge. University of Florida was another school that made a hard charge as well. But this was a either Nandi Boko was going to stick with Georgia or he was going to flip to Notre Dame. Those were the two options. That was at the end of it. And it seemed like things were trending great in Notre Dame's direction. And as I reported, kids, a 3.8 GPA, he's of Nigerian descent. And they really, his family really values education and the life after athletics. It made a whole lot of sense. The potential fits with the university of Notre Dame. Unfortunately for Notre Dame, he is a man of his word, and my report was basically, you know, he had sent a text message the night before that had said, basically read, uh, you know, to the Notre Dame coaches, all of them, that really appreciate the effort, really appreciate the relationships they would build, and uh, hope that they can continue their relationship, but he is 100% committed to the University of Georgia. So that kind of ended the push for Nandi. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a situation where you were trying to find another interior player to fit with Sean Sevillano and bring that brute strength and size and athleticism to the table. Would have been a great flip for Notre Dame. Doesn't work out. Namdi is, is sticking with his pledge to the University of Georgia, which is his decision, right? And he said he's a man of his word, and that's totally – that's very admirable. It really is. Now, is there going to be a next step for Notre Dame? I anticipate Notre Dame over the next month, you know, keeping feelers out there for some kids. I would anticipate that. Would I necessarily predict that they are going to flip a defensive tackle in 2024 before early signing day? No, I would not do that. No, I, I don't. It's not going to be easy, right? And I'm curious to see what the next step is after that because this is this part's unclear. That everything I've told you already is clear. This part is unclear. Do you now? To supplement that that all that scholarship that you were planning to give out in 2024, 
Does that trickle over to 2025? Do you take an extra interior defensive lineman in 2025? Do you go to the transfer portal in this this offseason to get depth to that room? I don't know. I don't 100% know the answer to that question, but there is a, a conversation that's going to keep continuing and one that I'm interested to keep having because I a lot of things can happen from here and things are a little bit unclear at the moment. So Nandi Agboko, that's a little bit of his update there. You guys may have missed this, but on Tuesday nights, Omaha, Nebraska, West Side won their second straight national champ national championship, second straight state championship in the state of Nebraska in their third and four years. It was three now to the credit of Teddy Rezac, Anthony Rezac, and that senior class for Omaha West Side. Now, obviously, I want to talk about Teddy Rezac mostly because he is the one that is currently committed to the University of Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame is trying to get Anthony Rezac to come as a preferred walk-on. We'll see. They also have a 2025 linebacker by the name of Christian Jones that Notre Dame likes a ton that they are recruiting heavily. But Teddy Rezac, 2024 linebacker commit, viewed as a rover in Notre Dame's system, wins the state championship. And not only did he win the state championship, my friends, 13 total tackles and two tackles for loss in the state championship, beat, and I want to read some of these scores in a second, Beat Elkhorn South 56 to 0 in the state championship game. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And I know what you're saying is, you know, oh, is that is that like an aberration? Is that a one game one off? Uh no, no. Go go if, if you go look at the schedule this season for Omaha West Side. I'm gonna read these scores real quick to y'all. Omaha West Side beat beat Creighton Prep 57 to 7. Then they defeated Grand Island 45 to nothing. Then they defeated Bellevue West 45 to 12. Millard North 49 to 7. Defeated Norfolk 41 to nothing. North Platte 63 to 0. Kearney 56 to nothing. Millard South 31 to 14. They then defeated their next opponent 56 to nothing. They played Creighton Prep again in the playoffs and won 54 to 6. They played Bellevue West and beat them 49 to nothing. Defeated Millard West 41 to 0 and then played Elkhorn South and won 56 to nothing. Their closest game of the year was against Millard South in a 31-14 victory. Otherwise, their closest game of the season was against Bellevue West where they won 45 to 12. 13 and 0 Omaha West Side. I have never seen, I'm sure there has been, but this is just my recollection, a more dominant team in a season than what I saw from Omaha West Side this year. Literally, nobody was even close to beating them, guys. Like nobody. Not even close. Absurd. Congratulations to Teddy Rezac. Great victory, obviously. Games MVP, 13 total tackles, two tackles, uh, two pass breakups. Excuse me. I think I may have misspoke as a tackle for loss earlier. Two pass breakups playing from his safety position. He will be a very interesting player to follow during his Notre Dame career. I now wanted to hit on some of the guys that you should be paying attention to on Friday because there's going to be a lot of guys that are still fighting for state championships. Okay. So 2025 running back out of Tampa Bay, Florida Jesuit, Justin Thurman. Jesuit will be taking on Gaither, who is seven and five. It'll be Friday at seven thirty Eastern time. Thurman comes to this game with sixteen total touchdowns on the year. Unfortunately, he was not able to play in last week's playoff game, dealing with a little bit of an injury. But I have gotten confirmation that Justin Thurman will be back this week. So make sure to tap in as they continue their strong season. Ten and two on the year now is Jesuits. Another running back in 2025 coming back from an injury. Bryant High School in the state of Arkansas, who has now won five straight state championships, going for number six this year. Ten and one will be heading to Bentonville, who is eight and three on the season in the playoffs. This will be Friday at seven o'clock Eastern time. Daniel Anderson came back last week, wasn't used a ton in their 
magnificent victory, 56, 56-32 to 32 over Rodgers, but expect him to start getting a bigger workload as he comes back. Logan Saldate, Palma High School, Salinas, California, 2024 wide receiver. Palma sitting at 8-4. and four. They'll, be cha- they'll be traveling to Alisal, who is 10-2 on the season. That game will be played on Friday at 7 o'clock. Funny enough, Alisal, who is 10-2, one of their one losses this year was actually to Palma in the regular season. They lost 42-15. to So we've seen it before. Maybe Palma continue their, their run after beating the number one seed last week. Anthony Knapp, Roswell, Georgia High School, 2024 offensive lineman. Roswell sitting at 11-1 will take on Marist, who is also 11-1. That game will be at 7.30 Eastern time. Last Friday, <laughs> Roswell defeated Lanier 59-17, in which the Roswell offense went for 494 total yards and eight touchdowns. Logan Thomas, Lakewood, Ohio, St. Edward, they will be taking on in the state championship game, Hillard Bradley. Logan Thomas has been dominant this season. 42-7 victory they had over Medina last week. Seven quarterback pressures and a pass breakup last week for Logan Thomas. Can expect him to consider his to continue his strong run here. Kingston, Villamoasa, Bellflower, California, St. John Bosco, 2024 linebacker. They will be taking on traveling to modern day, which is one of the premier programs in all of high school football. Both teams sitting with an 11 and one record overall. This is a game where both these teams are not too fond of one another. So you could expect a very physical game, especially because St. John Bosco already played modern day this season during the regular season. And they and St. John Bosco won 28 to nothing. So, you know, modern day, the Monarchs are going to be pushing for some payback this weekend. And then the final player to keep an eye on 2024 cornerback Cincinnati, Ohio, Archbishop Moeller star Carson Hobbs coming off of a dominant victory over Benny uh, Tabron, Benny Powell and Lakota West last week, which he had four pass breakups and a scoop and score in a 22, nothing victory. Archbishop Moeller will be traveling to Springfield who's sitting at nine and five Archbishop Moeller's 10 and four Springfield is the home of 2024 cornerback Aaron Scott, who's committed to the University of Ohio or Ohio State University, excuse me, OSU. So those are the games to keep an eye on this weekend, folks. It's a little bit of the recruiting roundup, if you want to call it that, a little bit of the recruiting recap. Next on the podcast, we're going to get in to my conversation as well as Sean Davis's conversation with 2025 running back commits, University of Notre Dame, Mr. Daniel Anderson. Thank you for tuning in though, to this portion of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another exclusive interview here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My man, Sean Davis, of course, is with me for this one, talking to Mr. Daniel Anderson, star running back at a Bryant High School in the state of Arkansas. 2025 commit to the University of Notre Dame. It's been a wild ride. I know, Daniel, you've been dealing with a little bit of a foot injury coming back, and but making the commitment earlier this season, man. It's been a wild couple of months, brother. How's everything been going for you? Everything's going pretty good. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I think first and foremost, before we ask about the relationship with Notre Dame and just how everything's been, so, you know, obviously you were a uh, player that decided to commit September 25th. Uh, I'm sorry, September 23rd, excuse me. I'm getting my dates all jumbled, obviously, during the you know big Ohio State game. And uh, you and CJ May both went public that night, obviously, for a big boost to the Notre Dame program in the 2025 class. But I just want to ask, I know you were dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. Just how's health? How's rehab? How's everything just kind of getting back on that field? So I just started to work back in about maybe last week or so, but it's feeling really good. And I, I should be back this uh, this week, but we have a bye week, so I'll be back next week. So I should be good to play. And nice. I've been doing physical therapy for the past few weeks and working back in and doing great. Well, for Sean, for people out there that don't know, Daniel needs to get ready for another playoff run because I think Brian has won, what, five straight state championships? I think yes, that's sir, what they're working with right now, man. How uh, How's the team just outside of getting back from the injury? How's the team looking so far this year? Man, our team is looking really good. We're all really doing great this year. And it's just good to win another conference championship. And now we're going for the state. 
So you grew up, if I'm not mistaken, in Fayetteville, right? Yes, sir, I did. You grew up in Fayetteville, and now you're in Bryant, which is literally right outside of Little Rock. It's kind of a suburb of Little Rock. Do you consider yourself more of a Fayetteville kid or more of a Little Rock kid? I'm definitely more of a Fayetteville kid. Grew up there my entire life, and that's where I live. So were you an Arkansas Razorback fan growing up? Yes, sir, I was. (laughs) But despite that, Coming up north to play mm-hmm. for the Fighting Irish, yes. Daniel. I, I just want to ask because obviously I had interviewed you after you made the decision just about you know why pick Notre Dame, why that was the right decision. Don't want to rehash the whole thing, but I really wanted to talk a little bit about that decision and kind of looking back on it now. Right, we are a couple of months now removed from you making that decision. Obviously, looking back on pulling the trigger, then just. How happy are you with the decision that you made? Just kind of in retrospect, just kind of thinking back to the whole decision-making process for yourself. Um, I think it was a great decision. I'm very happy about the decision I made. And Notre Dame is just a really school, really good school, and I'm, I'm glad I decided to go there. And, and you are a part of a class that is shaping up very quickly, man. I mean, yeah. we talk about – you know, since you made that commitment, CJ May the same day, you got guys like Deuce Knight, obviously a star quarterback out of the state of Mississippi, joining the class, Joseph Reef, other defensive end in the in the state of Illinois. There's been a lot of guys now jumping on shit, man. And I heard that there's a couple guys that could be coming pretty soon. So there's a lot of lot of excitement yes, around the Notre Dame program. Talk to me about that 2025 class. How special of a group do you think that could be early on? Man, I really think we're already looking good and I think it's only gonna get better. I really do. I think it's going to get a lot better, and we're already stacked right now. As you know, Ryan, most people say you need to give a coach three to four recruiting classes so he can really have his system in play and have his guys in the building. And if I'm not mistaken, that 25 class is going to be Marcus Freeman's third recruiting class. So the impact now, you're coming in, most likely that's going to be a very experienced football team. Next season, They'll be inexperienced. They'll have some growing pains. But that season is going to be special. Like, what's the expectation? Have the coaches talked to you guys about the situation you'll be coming into, your expectations, and what they want you guys to focus on? You know, even though you're locked in on your high school squad and and finishing the task at their high school career, you know, have you been talking to coaches about, yo, when you come into Notre Dame at 25, this is what to expect. And we expect to be challenging for a national championship. Right. So we haven't really talked about it much, but just understanding that Notre Dame is such a highly prestigious school and as just the athletics, how good they are, it's just something I already know coming in that that's something I'll have to expect to look forward to and live up to. So tell me about the culture at Bryant. You talk about five straight to state championships. Just having that type of culture where the expectations are always at an all-time high, that has to give you an advantage going to a program like Notre Dame where the expectations, man, you, I'll just allow you to experience it once you get here because telling you won't really give you a clear view of what you'll be walking into. Right. So just being a 5A state championship school, just whenever I got moved up, we was already expected to meet the very standard of being – uh, already great, and we're just a very disciplined team, and it's it's a very college-ready school, and it's getting me prepared for what I know I'm going to have to get myself into. Speaking of preparing you for greatness, you will be coached by, you know, in theory, one of the best running back coaches in all of college football, arguably the best. I mean, he has a very good claim based upon Ronald Jones is of the past, what he's been doing, Audrick Estime, winning the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Dylan McCullough has quite the resume, Daniel. And that running back room, Sean talked about the future being special. It's special, right? Even after Audrick leaves, you're going to have Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price and yourself and Justin Thurman and a lot of great running backs, Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams. This running back room is loaded. Talk to me about how influential coach McCullough was to making the decision and just how excited you are to be able to learn from someone who has the reputation like coach McCullough does. Right. He was, he like, he really inspired my decision just right after the bat, after knowing that the way he structures his running back room is just something I really like understood and really wanted to get myself into. And he's, 
he's not just a good coach. He's a good father too. Just as a, as a person, he's just a great man. And I'm just, I'm glad I had his words of wisdom to influence my decision to go to Notre Dame. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. You know, Ryan, I remember the first time I met Dylan McCullough and, and spoke to him when he took the job. And yeah. he's like, yo, I don't want all of my running backs to be the same. Like, I'm going to recruit different running backs to my room. He was like, I have a vision. I have a plan. What's his vision and his plan been for you and his talks with you? Right. So he, he explains to me that every running back has a set job and he's going to have those running backs just rotate in and out and not just one person getting all the glory and all the fame. He's got every running back going and getting the job done and to overall just help the team instead of just one person. And so when I get there, I I love to be able to just be a part of that. Can you talk to me about South Bend's being there? Because I believe, if I remember correctly, and I believe I am, that you camped there this offseason. You got your offer. You've now been there several times. I think three visits to Notre Dame at this point, right? So yeah. What was the first time like getting on campus? What were your expectations going into that visit? What was it like being there the first time? And how has it continued, I guess, to grow on you the more you've been there? Right. So my first time, I honestly never, like, really thought I'd be there. And it was, like, almost like a last-minute decision to go to Notre Dame as I camp. And the expectations were very high for me, uh, for my performance. And I'm glad that I ended up going. And when I did go there, I did perform really well during the camp and just getting that offer right after the camp was a huge surprise to me. And, and I'm just very honored to have that chance in my life. Well, and, and what's it been like now being, being back a couple of times and maybe even planning another trip to try to get back there. You're officially part of the family now. So is it any different now getting back on campus and feeling maybe a different vibe now? Yes, sir. It definitely is that, that Ohio state game was the atmosphere was just something different. Although we ended up on a tough loss and that, but it was just amazing getting to meet with the other recruits and make those bonds with them as early as we did. And just getting to experience that atmosphere they have, which is something truly different. Daniel, Sean and I have been talking about this. Me and Brian Driscoll also on the YouTube channel here have been talking about this. You guys at one point had five commits in the 2025 class, and they were from two players from the state of Florida, yourself from the state of Arkansas, CJ May from the state of Alabama, and Deuce Knight, obviously a big-time quarterback out of the state of Mississippi. Five players from the Southeast all committed first in this class, University of Notre Dame. Do you think about that as far as trying to get that Southeast flavor up to Notre Dame? Because honestly – Notre Dame has struggled getting you guys <laughs> to come up to South Bend, Indiana consistently. But Marcus Freeman has completely flipped that switch, and now you're bringing the Southeast up to South Bend, Indiana, which is very exciting for Notre Dame fans, obviously. Man, I just I think it's really cool that we're starting to like finally get recruited from um, just this part, honestly. And it's just glad to get our um, presence known as up there. And it's just 
this is a very strong culture that we're that we're trying to bring up there and i'm glad we get to do that and be the first two for in just a very long time what's been the coolest thing you've experienced i because i'll tell you you know when i got this job was blessed to start covering recruiting with irish breakdown um i went to cover a press conference and i think the security guard could see me staring down you know, you, you had the walkway that leads to the field, and he kept looking at me. He was like, go ahead. You can walk down to the field. And I was like, oh, my God. All right, cool. I can only imagine, like, what that walk was like for you the first time you took it, walking into such a fantastic stadium with so much tradition. But with everything else on that campus, like Ryan talked about, and you falling in love with South Bend and even that Ohio State game, for you, what has been that most memorable moment or maybe even a moment that made you say, this is the place for me? It was most definitely the fans. Just during the game, just the, really just that presence of them is just everywhere. Was, I've honestly never experienced anything like that before, especially growing up in Arkansas. And I'm just really glad I got to like recognize the team and just the culture that they have there is, is so different than we do. That's amazing. Can I ask how, I guess, important and influential your family was to helping you make this decision? And more importantly, I guess, when you were ready to make it, what was the reception you got from your parents, from your immediate family, from the supporters around you as far as you committing to the University of Notre Dame? Just how supportive were they? So my family was always first. And they're the first people I wanted to ask in. Um, ask about like if I really should like go through with it and they were all very accepting of it and really just believed in me and said if I really wanted to then I should and I could and so they were the first people I told and the first people I asked and then I, I co- um, asked Coach Freeman and he said he was very blessed to accept my commitment to them and that's really how it just went down I'm just glad I was able to do that it really is a blessing. So, so thinking back to Daniel to that game visit of Ohio State, I'm just curious: was it on the tip, like in the back of your mind, going into that visit of like, "Hey, I'm not really sure what I'm waiting for," or was it like a moment on campus when you got on, you're just like, "Yeah, it's time." Like, I'm just trying to understand when that thought process came through your mind of like, "What am I waiting for?" Like, committing now and making that decision. Right. So before that weekend, it was really just a gradual buildup of this thinking like, this is my decision and this is what I want to do. And so really the whole reason of going to that game was so I could do it in person, just to show some respect to Coach Freeman and the team. And so really, it's just, I really knew my decision before I got there, but I had already been thinking about it. And then once we got there is when we made the official announcement. Was there anybody else that was even close in the race in your mind? Honestly, it's just, the future I want for myself is very, um, is just very high, and I just want my academics to be somewhere that I can know that I can trust my future to be in. And Notre Dame definitely puts that into that category that I expect for myself. Do you have your uh, Do you have your snow gear ready for when you come up to South Bend? You got your jacket ready? <laughs> yes, sir. I've thought about that. We're gonna We're gonna get that down. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yes. I have to ask this question, Ryan. Yes. Just so you know, going back and spanning over 30 years, there is a very, very serious basketball competition culture amongst the football players. Mm-hmm. Really? Can you hoop? So this yes, is, I can. It, okay. I'm just letting you know to be ready because it's a lot of trash talking, <laughs> especially amongst the coaches because you have coaches <laughs> and staff that think they can really hoop. So yes. you'll be able to enjoy that the entire time. I'm telling you, it's guys from the 90s. They still talk about they were the best basketball player on the team. It is really something that has lasted throughout really? the years with all the Notre Dame players. Absolutely. Right. You'll enjoy that. That's it's great a, to know. It's a thing of legend, Daniel. They they yeah, take their uh, pickup pick hoops in South Bend pretty seriously, man. <laughs> they do. They do. My, my last question for you is I mentioned some of the names that are already committed to the University of Notre Dame a lot. I mean, off to a tremendous start in 2025. I'm sure you've gotten the chance to get to know the crew a little bit more. I'm sure the group chat's been popping up. Obviously, you, you've made the game visit to Ohio State. I know CJ and Deuce and those guys were all on campus, obviously. Can you give us a glimpse into some of the characters that are on 
that that group because I know I, I've gotten to know CJ pretty well. I've gotten to know Deuce pretty well. I know they're pretty big personalities. What type of group is this from a character background perspective, if that makes sense? So I talked to Deuce a little bit, and I can already tell he's he's a very funny guy, and he's really cool to be around, and he's just someone I look forward to being a teammate with. So yeah, I'm very um, very excited about that, and I also been talking to Justin a little bit too, and he's really chill, and I I think we me and him connect a lot, and so. I'm very excited to be teammates with all those guys and make new connections with people. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's going to be the best part for me, Sean, is just getting to know a few of the guys in the class. They have a lot of different personalities, which is, is why they're going to blend really well as a unit. You know, like I feel like if everyone's a jokester, it's like, all right, let's chill down a little bit. If everybody's right. super chill, it's like, where's the outgoing guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I-, I think you guys are a great, a great, um, yeah, Brian, great blended for it. You know how it is, man. We wait for things to be tied up with the 24 class in December. Yes. And then we really start digging deep on the guys in 25 as that class begins to expand going into the spring. And I look forward to not only, you know, continuing to grow and know more about these guys in the 25 class, but watching their class expand and probably being one of the best classes in Notre Dame's last decade because it's starting off that way. It really is. It really is. And this guy right here, Mr. Daniel Anderson, is a big part of it. Make sure that you're following him and the rest of the class on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it nowadays, because that class is going to be jumping pretty soon here. I promise you all that very much. Daniel, appreciate you for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast today, man. It was a pleasure to have you. We'll have to have you back on again, I guess, when the class gets a little bit bigger as it's full suit enough. But thank you so much for joining the show today, man. Really appreciate of course, it. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, folks, so I hope you loved the interview with Daniel Anderson, but we are now going to move in to segment three of today's show. We're going to be talking about a little bit of secondary recruiting, and I want to hit on a couple key topics that I think are something that you should definitely keep an eye out for and definitely consider moving forward because there has been some naysayers at the safety position in recruiting, and again, understandably so, but I want to start with cornerback because there haven't been a lot of naysayers there. And I think back to a couple of the classes that Mike Mickens has put together, right? You think of the Chance Tucker, Ryan Barnes, and um, and uh, what was Riley's first name? Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. He's not on the team anymore. But they have that cornerback group. Then, of course, you have a couple years later, the, or the next year, you get Benjamin Morrison. You get... Um, Jaden Mickey, which was a great cornerback group. You followed that up with Micah Bell and Christian Gray. And Christian Bell looks like he's going to be a superstar. You have now followed that up with Leonard Moore and Carson Hobbs in the 2024 recruiting class. And I'm here to tell you, folks, as good as that is, and I mentioned All-American in there. I mentioned Christian Gray, who's probably going to be the next big thing. I mentioned guys like Micah Bell and Jaden Mickey, who are both going to be very good football players for Notre Dame, in my opinion. I mentioned Leonard Moore, that I think has tremendous upside. Carson Hobbs, who I think has upside. I mentioned a lot of good corners there. But I'm here to tell you, the 2025 recruiting class for Notre Dame at cornerback might be the best one that Mike Mickens has put together yet. I look at this board and where Notre Dame is with certain corners in 2025. And I am just, I'm, I'm elated about it guys. Like elated. First and foremost, you have a commit in the class. Now Creed Thomas, which I talked about earlier in the podcast, make sure to tune back to the first section of this podcast for a little bit more on him, but he brings a tremendous baseline. Tremendous. You continue your, Impact in Brophy prep. You also get a 6'1", 175-plus pound corner who can run, who is a good athlete, who is a willing tackler. You have tools there to develop. And Creed Thomas into being a very good football player on the next level. Also, Mike Mickens has done a tremendous job with several other cornerbacks. And as of right today, Notre Dame wants to push this class to three. They want three cornerbacks in the 2025 class. And they have a chance to put together what is a tremendous cornerback class because they're in great spots with several. One of them, Florida cornerback, Dallas Golden, Berkeley Prep, same high school as a former Notre Dame commit, decommit, Keon Keeley, who's an absolute stud, kid that literally could play corner, safety, running back, wide receiver. He could play whatever the heck he wants. He's that good of an athlete. 
You're also in a good spot with Mark Zachary out of Ben Davis in Indianapolis, Indiana, who is, look, I thought sophomore film was pretty good, like, but you want to see more? Junior film has been fantastic. He's been playing corner and safety as well as playing offensive side of the football. You're in a good spot with Mark Zachary. You're also in a pretty good spot with Devin Williams out of Buford in the state of Georgia. A little bit of a smaller corner, but he is feisty. He's explosive. He's really talented. And he's been Notre Dame multiple times already. You also, speaking of Notre Dame multiple times already, Kevin Humes out of St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland, is kind of the similar-ish style player to what you would have in if Devin Williams were to commit to Notre Dame. A little bit smaller, but feisty and explosive. And those things always work well together, right? They always work well together. So if you, in theory, and I think that this is very reasonable, like I don't think this is a stretch, if you get two of the names that I just said, just two, that could potentially be the best cornerback group Mike Mickens has had. Because one, you're getting a three-man class, which I mentioned you, you had with Barnes, Riley, Tucker, but none of those guys have really panned out to being much other than depth at this point. But you would not only have three players in the 2025 class, I think you would have legitimately as much upside as you've had in a class. I mean, let's say just in a hypothetical, Notre Dame ends up with Cree Thomas, say you end up with Dallas Golden, and you end up with Mark Zachary. Guys, Dallas Golden's a legit top 100 player, might be a top 50 player. Cree Thomas, for me, is a top 150 to 200 player somewhere in that ballpark. And I would also say Mark Zachary is a top 150 player. You got three corners that I think could all mesh really well together, which is also a big thing, right? Mike Mickens, give him his roses. And I don't want to give his roses too early because I still want him to coach some dang good football over the next few years. But he has done a tremendous job at the University of Notre Dame. And if he pulls together a 2025 class of that caliber, and hey, man. Give him a blank check. Give him a blank check. Keep him coming back. Keep him coming back. He's been that good at the University of Notre Dame. The other part of secondary recruiting, and the one that's less of a sure thing, is safety recruiting in 2025. We have seen a lot of misses over the last few years. Talk about you know the debacle in 2022, not getting on anyone in general, missing on Xavier Nwankba. Talk about 2023, and yeah, you signed two really good players, in my opinion, in Adon Schuler and Ben Minnick, but you also, obviously, you lost Peyton Bowen in the process. Brandon Hillman ends up not getting into school after signing day. So you missed out on two potential high upside players in Brandon Hillman and especially Peyton Bowen. So there were a couple misses there. 2024 a lot of the same but it was it was a headache i mean you ended up with bronte johnson who was a stud right stud talent you got a good player in tabron benny powell and you got another good player in kennedy urlacher but not really stars in that class right like i think bronte could be a star but no surefire things no high floor players it's more about the ceilings in that class and the problem, though, was is that when you looked at the 2024 board, there were a lot of guys that had some level of interest in Notre Dame. I think about guys like DeMello Jones and Jalen McLean, Dewan Lane, but you weren't able to move the needle with any of those guys, man. You just kept missing. You just kept missing, and you kept missing again. It was not a good class for you as far as getting your top targets on the board. Notre Dame didn't do that in 2024. They didn't. But 2025, early on, looks like it's going to be a completely different animal, man. One, you're in a great spot with Ivan Taylor, who I mentioned earlier in this podcast. And we're actually about to hear from Ivan Taylor after this in the fourth section. Winter Garden, West Orange, Florida, who is the son of Ike Taylor. Dynamic player, man. 6'1", 6 foot, we'll say 6'1", but. Yeah, I think he's actually around six foot, six foot, 170 pounds, can play nickel, can play too high, can play single high, can come down in the box, not afraid to hit. He's just a football player, man. It's a really good player. 
top 35 overall player by two different platforms in the 2025 class. That's overall player. That's not safety. Top overall player in the country. So Notre Dame's in a great spot there. They have to close, but it's about to be closing time, it seems. And Notre Dame has put themselves in a fantastic spot with him. They've also put themselves in a good spot with guys like Ethan Long, who's out of Connecticut, Brunswick School. They've also put themselves in a good spot with Jadon Blair down there in Mount Tabor in the state of North Carolina. As of today, Notre Dame is planning to take two safeties. Now, that number could change, but as of today, the number is two. And if, hypothetical, you get a Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long class, or you get an Ivan Taylor and Jadon Blair class, that is ridiculous, man. And if you, the numbers work and you can somehow get all three, that is maybe the best safety group I've ever seen at Notre Dame ever. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a historian of this stuff, but, like, that's wild. Ivan Taylor's a legit top 30 player in the 2025 class by multiple platforms. Jadon Blair, for me, is a top 50 player all day with the size and explosiveness. He might even be better than that eventually. Ethan Long is a top 150 football player, really talented kid. Notre Dame has a chance to flip the script, and more importantly, Chris O'Leary has a chance to flip the script because he needs to. He needs to quiet some of the doubts. He needs to. He has a chance to do so. Hopefully he does. And I think he has, but I, I think he can, which is a great thing to see. That's going to do it, though, for this a little bit of secondary roundup, a little bit of secondary intel in the 2025 class recruiting for Notre Dame. Safety recruiting, I mentioned Ivan Taylor a ton. We're going to hear from Ivan Taylor next. But thank you, as always, for listening to this section of the Ash Breakdown podcast. Now welcoming to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, 2025 safety, Winter Garden, Florida, West Orange star, Ivan Taylor. You guys know him on this channel. You should by now because every time we talk defensive back safety recruiting in the 2025 class, Ivan is typically the first person we talk about because he has been a priority for Notre Dame pretty much for the first time he stepped foot on campus and Notre Dame was able to see him in person, obviously offered him based upon his performance and everything. So Ivan, I appreciate you for hopping on the show, man, for people that aren't, you know, it's obviously isn't a live interview, but we're doing this on the day before Thanksgiving. So you want to know how nice right. of a young man this is right here. Joining me the day before Thanksgiving, Ivan, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Mr. Roberts. I appreciate you inviting me to, to your Irish breakdown. I appreciate it. Very oh, much no so. doubt, man. No doubt. We're, we're, we're huge fans of you on this channel, man. That's both from the analyst perspective and from the fan perspective. Everybody's like really excited about you, you potentially fitting in with Notre Dame if that's who you ultimately choose. So let, let me let me ask you just kind of to start with, because I want to get into you've taken multiple game visits, obviously, to Notre Dame this season now. But I wanted to ask you just your initial impressions on Notre Dame. For people that don't know, you camped at Notre Dame, impressed them so much got the scholarship offer, and obviously your recruiting rankings back up why they are so high on you at this point. You are a consensus four-star, top 35 player in the class by two different recruiting platforms. Take me through, I guess, initial impressions about Notre Dame when you were first going up to visit, just kind of the idea about them, and just your initial thoughts about Notre Dame as a program. Yeah, so actually in the beginning, like, I didn't know much about them. My dad, he didn't really – he didn't want to go up there. My mom couldn't wait to go up there. So I, I just – I wasn't really expecting anything. We went up there, beautiful campus. We searched up how many people go. It's actually not a lot of people at all. I'm also Catholic, so it, it, it fits right in. You know, we went to church before um, the camp. So before that day, it was just kind of like a break in the ice. It was definitely a great experience to feel the campus, feel how beautiful it is. During the summer, the weather was 70 uh, 75 degrees. It was really great weather. Nice. Well, and, and let me ask you, Ivan, because you have, I mean, your offer list is in all of college football, you know, some of the best, you know, obviously your, your father, Ike Taylor being a former, I think you played at university of Louisiana and then obviously in the NFL for a long time, how much of a, I guess how beneficial have your parents been in helping you navigate the recruiting process? Cause you be only being a junior. It's chaotic, man. I mean, visits, calls, texts. I mean, you're getting kind of pulled every every way, you know, constantly. How beneficial have has your dad's past experience with recruiting and football and your mom also being a support system as well? 
Yeah, so my dad, actually, funny story, he's a walk-on at Louisiana Lafayette, so it's kind of new to him, you know, a new experience to him. So I, he's just he's just going along with me as well. My mom loves it. You know, she's very religious. So me and my mom my dad have been praying on, you know, where I should go. I go to the Adoration Chapel. You know, I've been going Monday. I'm, I'm going to go Tuesday, and then I'm going to go today as well. So I'm just, it's its really a big part of it is God. My dad has provided that, you know, my mom's helped me with my studies, making sure my grades were up. And then my dad has been helping me a lot with what I can and, and can't do off the field, you know, what I should look at, you know, little things like that, just being very precise and, and trying to be a perfection. Well, and, and let me ask you, because, you know, even without, I guess, the, the big recruiting background as far as like how hectic it is, you mentioned your dad, you know, was a walk on. So he didn't get like the, the full what you're getting now. But w- I guess when you first started getting recruiting, recruited and you maybe sat down with your parents, maybe you had a conversation of like because you already mentioned like your your faith is obviously big to you, the religious side of everything. But what were some like key things that I guess maybe you guys honed in on as far as like, this is what I want from a school. This is what what's going to ultimately make a good fit for me. I would definitely say the coaches, you know, coaches hands down for me. I have a great relationship with my coach right now. You know what I mean? Uh, coach Thompson, he's the head coach for West Orange. All the coaches that are at West Orange, I have a good relationship with. So I just feel like, you know, if I'm going to be there for three or four years, I want to have a great relationship with the coaches wherever I go. And I feel like I do, you know. I really want to have, like with Coach o- O'Leary, you know, I feel like we can have uh, a Caleb Williams, Lincoln Ry- Riley, you know, coaching and, and player connection. So that's just how I feel about, you know, Coach O'Reilly and, and Coach Freeman as well. Well, and, and let me ask you, uh, Ivan, because obviously Notre Dame had Kyle Hamilton that came through a, couple, a few years ago, who's one of the best safeties in the NFL now. And then we've seen what Xavier Watts has been able to do. I mean, he leads the nation in interceptions playing the safety position. How attractive is, I guess, that side of it, right, as far as, like, Notre Dame is starting to really develop the safety position at a high level? Right. Honestly, you know, to me, I don't even look at that. I do, but I don't at the same time. I feel like, you know, if you just look at who they put out, it kind of speaks volumes there itself defensively. So I feel like they've always secretly, you know, put people in the league. Yeah. But for me, just that doesn't really play uh, an effect to any of it. You know, if you're good, they'll find you. That's what my dad says. So it doesn't matter what college you go to. If they're good, uh, they'll find you for sure. So I definitely yeah. think it's just the coaches for me. Well, and so you had been on campus multiple times before taking your first game visit for um, for you came originally for the Pittsburgh game and then you came back for Wake Forest. So I want to ask you about the, the last two visits, you know, obviously game visits. What was that like? Because I know you had seen the campus, you had been around the coaches, you had done all that stuff, right? But seeing a game day visit at Notre Dame, seeing what a game day looks like, that atmosphere, what was that experience like? It was definitely a good experience. Uh, electric, I'll have to say, a very electric experience, great experience to be around. You know, the fans, it, it's always basically sold out. You know, there's probably not a home game where it's not sold out. Alumni comes. Uh, yeah. millions and billionaires come and you wouldn't even know student section comes so it's just a great time you know off and on the field you know you just see the the excitement that goes on well and, and I want to ask a little bit about the 2025 class for Notre Dame if you were to be a part of it because I see man everybody sees it there's one guy in particular that is recruiting you very hard on Twitter that of course Dude. is this night who is yes, sir. You know, potential five-star quarterback. He's the star. Yeah, he's the yeah. He's the he's the star for real. What what what's what's your relationship like right with Deuce, and what's it like just kind of to see? I guess that just overall the program from coaches down to the players, they want you obviously to be a part of the class so much. Nah, Deuce. Deuce is a great guy. Me and Deuce chop it up all the time. You know, I feel like me and Deuce can get each other better. We were just talking about it. We talk on a daily. So me and Deuce are gonna have a great relationship, trying to make each other better and and just things like that. Nice, man. That's awesome. And I know he uh, he gets Notre Dame fans so excited every time he tweets out that picture of you and him, for sure. So uh, we'll have to see, obviously, where things go. Let me ask you just outside of Notre Dame for a second, because like I said, a lot of great schools have been in contact with you. Who are some other schools right now that you would say have also been just been doing a great job and you've been able to make great connections with? Yes, yeah, so I'll definitely have to say Wisconsin, USC, and Louisville. In Tennessee, those are probably the schools that have reached out most to me. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I feel like 
Notre Dame has been giving me a, a lot of love recently. You know, they, since the day I went there and the day I went to the camp, they, they've been nonstop. So, Ivan, I, I know obviously we talked about it a little bit already, but your, your dad goes to school in Louisiana. Now you live down in Florida. There's been a, a really nice string uh, for Notre Dame side of things of recruiting the Southeast in 2025. A lot of Florida kids so far, a lot of, you know, we talked about Deuce from Mississippi and Arkansas and Alabama has all been touched. What, what are your, just your thoughts, I guess, and how has it changed at all to go up to South Bend, Indiana? Because that is a transition, right? Like demographically, right, that right. is a very big difference. Just what was your initial thought of like maybe potentially going up there? And then your thought now, maybe after being there a couple times, as far as like how that transition would be for you if you chose them? Um, so for me, it really wouldn't change. I, I was from Pittsburgh. I was born in Pittsburgh. So it's kind of like j- just to me, it's like going back home. You know what I mean? It doesn't really affect me at all. I would honestly – since I've been in the hot so long, prefer the cold a little bit now. Now and then, I, I'm a gloomy day type of guy. I really I like gloomy days, so you know I feel like the weather goes perfectly. Nice man, nice. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah completely overlooked the fact that your dad was a Pittsburgh Steeler for a long time. So you're probably up there a decent amount. I'm a Jersey right. guy, man. So I think that cold right, kind of runs through our blood a little bit. You correct, know what I mean? Correct. So. Correct. Ivan, the, the thing I love about your film so much, and I actually did a film breakdown on you um, for the message board, was that like you ca- are, are you're kind of like a Swiss Army knife on the back end. I've seen you do so many things for your high school. I mean, I see you playing man in the slot at times. I see you playing too high. I see you rotating in the middle of the field. I see you robbing short zones, forcing interceptions, coming up in the run game. How important is, I guess, being an all-around football player to you, that versatility, kind of really having that in you? Yes, sir. I feel it's all instinctive. You know, I feel like I'm a very instinctive player. I, I trust my gut. You know, I mean, you know, being instinctive comes with uh, wins and losses, but definitely I'll, I would say morally wins. You know, sometimes, you know, you make up big – you make big plays and then you might give up big plays, but I feel like being instinctive and not playing like a robot, I think a lot of people – you know, just playing a robot and doing their, their job. And, and I've been trying to work on, you know, moving around, disguising coverage, just getting ready for that next level college and, and NFL speed. Well, and, and I've, I've been talking on the podcast because people have always asked, like, you know, if you chose Notre Dame, like, where would you fit defensively? And I'm like, literally, like, I think you could be a field safety. I think you could be a boundary safety. I think you – I even threw out, the, like, if Notre Dame needed a nickel in early on in your career, like, you could do that too, in my opinion. Yes, I'm curious, like, not even just Notre Dame, but, like, I guess overall, well, how many different positions are people looking you as? Like, are there are schools that are talking to you about maybe potentially playing nickel early? Has it mostly just been as a free safety, strong safety? Like, positionally, where do they see you? So, yes, sir. So, actually, at first, the recruiting uh, – first camp I actually went recruiting for a a corner instead of safety so you know some some schools corner safety but a lot of schools I've been talking about the the star position the nickel yeah so they've been saying a lot of nickel you you remind me a little bit of uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and I know that's another Pittsburgh guy right now you know after starting with Miami so I I see a little bit there because you you, I, I think you are where the the game is going the modern game you know because like I think we get we fall in love with labels too much of players and it's just like Ivan Taylor's a defensive back right because he can do so yes, many sir. different things for a defense right. so I love that answer man I absolutely do well let me ask you because you mentioned the instincts have you always been just a naturally instinctive person? Is it is it from watching your dad? Is it growing her up around all the great athletes that you've been able, to, I'm sure, to be introduced to and grow relationships with? Like, where does that instinct come from? Yeah, so I definitely think it's just you know I feel like I just I've uh, I've grown up with it. You know, I feel like if I see something and I trust my gut, you know, I feel like I'm gonna just go at it 100. Sometimes you know the coach, if you mess up, you'll get yelled at. But that's what football is: we make mistakes and. Yeah, man. No, I, I definitely, because uh, it, it just see, it feels like you just see the game so advanced for your age. You know what I mean? Like it's just because some guys I feel like are great athletes, but they don't see the game well, so they react slowly, right? Like you are a guy that I think reacts very quickly. So I, I guess my last couple of questions for you, Ivan. Again, I really appreciate the time that you've been giving me today, man. So for sure. Uh, Sophomore film, watched it, loved it. Junior film, watched it, was even more impressed. What do you feel like have been a couple of things I, I think that you would say have been the biggest improvements in your game from maybe just sophomore year to junior year, things that you're feeling best about your game right now? Uh, yes, sir. I would definitely have to say, like, I 
getting better at tackling. Like I know you miss tackles, but I've just been trying to get better at, you know, tackling. I feel like that's a big thing for me. Also man coverage playing in slot, you know, I feel like in slots a whole different game. You got to play versus tight ends, slot receivers, just as a nickel. So I've also been trying to get better at that. I love it. So my last question for you, Ivan, I'll let you get out of here. Notre Dame obviously is pushing hard for you, man. Just where is their place in your recruitment right now? And just what are your overall thoughts about the Irish? Oh, uh, yes, sir. I'll definitely have to say they're, they're definitely high up in the rankings. You know, they give me a, a lot of love. They're definitely top three for sure. For sure. All right. And that's a great spot, obviously, to leave this interview again. For Ivan sure. Taylor, star 2025 safety out of the state of Florida. Ivan, I appreciate you for hopping on the podcast so much, man. Best of luck throughout the rest of the process, and I hope that we can talk again very soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Roberts. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. There you have it, folks. It's Mr. Ivan Taylor, star safety in the 2025 class. Notre Dame is pushing for heavily, arguably the top target on the board, a priority recruit for Notre Dame. Hope you enjoyed the recruiting hour today. Make sure before you leave, if you could just hit that like button for me, subscribe to the podcast, make sure podcast, podcast, Make sure to hit that notification bell. If you're listening to me on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are very much appreciated. You can also subscribe over there. Hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Talk to you again very soon here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.